COVID-19 pandemic updates making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. Philippine Trade Chief Ramon Lopez says the government is looking at possibly increasing the allowed operating capacities in some sectors in areas still under general community quarantine. Lopez explains this could further stimulate the economy as GCQ areas like Metro Manila and Cavite await the national government's decision to relax current quarantine measures. Dito sa mga ilang percentage operating capacity, ito po ay uh, pag-aaralan natin na pwede namang i-increase din ito even without moving to MGCQ. Ay, uh, meron namang uh, tayong pwedeng gawing paraan na para mapaagal lang yung pag-increase ng operating capacity na allowed. For example, yung 30%, ay, uh, titingnan mo natin kung pwede yung ma-increase na ito to 40% or 50%. Meanwhile, Lopez says they're looking at allowing travel agencies to reopen soon upon requests from the sector saying it needs to process booking refunds. The Metro Rail Transit Line 3 will adjust its operations on Monday after 67 more of its personnel tested positive for COVID-19. This brings the total number of infected MRT3 workers to 92. The Transport Department says all of them are already under quarantine. The rail line began conducting swab tests June 11th after a work of its maintenance service provider, Sumitomo, tested positive for the disease. The MRT3 currently runs 12 to 15 train sets under the general community quarantine. But with the latest development, it will reduce operations further on July 6th. All depot personnel will be required to wear full personal protective equipment. Meanwhile, the DOTR will boost its bus augmentation program and add some busway service to make up for the MRT3's reduced capacity. Philippine transport authorities have added more bus stops along EDSA amid the gradual resumption of public transport operations in Metro Manila. The 11 additional stops include LRT Balintawak, Kaingin Road, LRT Munoz Station, Rojas Boulevard, SM Mall of Asia, and PITX. A total of 150 city buses are allowed to ply routes at the moment, and fare rates remain the same. which was June 1, kung maalala po ninyo, apat na bus stops lang yung na-maximize. North Avenue, Quezon Avenue, Ayala Avenue, and Taft Avenue. Ngayon po, bago ka pa makarating ng North Avenue, dun pa lang po sa monumento, meron na pong biyahe na buses doon. There is ongoing road work on 16 EDSA bus stops due to the new left lane for city buses. They're expected to be completed by August. Jeepney drivers and the Metro Manila Development Authority preparing for the resumption of operations of traditional jeepneys tomorrow, July 3rd. Piston National President Modi Floranda says drivers and operators are going through a checklist transport regulators have provided, which details new requirements. With the COVID-19 restrictions, Floranda says the capacity of jeepney drivers and operators to earn money have been cut in half. Piston is now also calling on the government to provide free mass testing for jeepney drivers. Kung sa sasapin po ng mass testing, ay uh, matagal na po namin panawagan yan na libreng uh, mass testing. Ano, sapagkat uh, mga driver ng mga, mga operator, ito naman ay uh, tuloy-tuloy na nagbabayad ng mga buwis. Ano, Alba, sa radio, sir, pa, nadyan yung exercise pa, nadyan yung bat, 
na marahil naman ay kayang saluhin at kayang sagutin ng gobyerno para gusto magkaroon po ng libreng mass testing. Hindi lamang sa mga driver at mga operator, kundi sa ating mga mamamayan. Meanwhile, MMDA EDSA Traffic Chief Bong Nebriha says they will make sure everyone will comply with the new guidelines for jeepneys. This is really something new for all of them, uh, primarily because, uh, you know, the, the health protocols that are required of them, the, uh, the I mean, the configuration of their uh, vehicles, and of course, uh, the roadworthiness uh, comes with it. And uh, you, you cannot just claim that uh, my, my vehicle is roadworthy, you need to pass through LTO and they will issue you a uh, QR code. Uh, which we, we will be looking uh, for once they uh, hit the road again tomorrow. The Philippine government is establishing so-called green lanes to facilitate the speedy and safe repatriation of Filipino seafarers during the pandemic. Foreign Affairs Secretary Chadoro Loxin Jr. led the signing of the Interagency Joint Circular for the establishment of these green lanes. Loxin was joined in the signing ceremony by Labor Secretary Silvestre Bello III, Transport Secretary Arthur Tugade, and representatives from the Interior and Local Government as well as Justice Departments. Loxin said the grafting of the guidelines is in response to the call of the International Maritime Organization and the maritime industry to put in place a system to ensure the swift crew changes and travels during the pandemic. The COVID-19 crisis has caused thousands of seafarers to be stranded at sea. The Philippine Human Rights Commission defends the accuracy of the UN report on the human rights situation in the country. It says the report was based from data released by the Philippine government itself. The commission adds the Duterte administration's refusal to cooperate did not hinder UN authorities from coming up with that report. The basis for the report, as, uh, as we've said earlier on, is triangulation of information. But the main basis, the main source, are government data. So how can they say that it's not accurate? Mm -hmm. When uh, it was government who presented the report, a lot of the figures that were actually taken were from the government report. Of course, it would have been a better engagement if they were allowed to come in. But you know, um, uh, UN investigations, uh, they're not new to, um, to governments not being allowed in the country for uh, a better fact finding method no but uh, then there were engagements there were exchange of information uh, coming from civil society coming from victims even from the commission on human rights The United Human Rights Council accuses Philippine Justice Secretary Minardo Guevara of making empty promises over the country's alleged human rights abuses. This after the government vowed to cooperate with the UN's probe on Duterte's campaign against illegal drugs. The UN called the Philippine government's efforts insincere as harassments, arrests and killings of civilians are still happening on the ground with, quote, impunity. Guevara earlier said an interagency panel is quietly conducting a review of some 5,000 anti-illegal drug operations that resulted in civilian deaths. He said the report will be released by November. The controversial anti-terror bill now up for final review. That's according to presidential spokesman Harry Roque. Roque says the bill is already with the office of the executive secretary, Salvador Medialdea, and there is already a memorandum recommending a force of action for President Duterte.
subject to final approval lang po siguro yan ni Executive Secretary at dadalhin na po sa lamesa ni Presidente. Meanwhile, Roque defended his visit to Subic Zambales, where he swam with dolphins. Roque received flag on social media for going on a trip during a pandemic. I am an apor. At ang pinuntahan ko po, dahil nga po ako nagpunta doon, dahil first time na MGCQ na sila. No? So, um, but even under GCQ, ang swimming naman po, I allowed because it is not a non-contact sport. At um, kung meron po ako nalabag sa social distancing, ang katabi ko naman po mga dolphins, no? hindi naman po tao. No? So, wala po akong linabag na regulasyon, bagamat I recognize po no? na meron siguro talagang mga iba dyan na um, na-offend doon sa nakita nilang mga larawan at para doon po sa mga na-offend ko, eh, paumanhin po no? dahil uh, tao lang po. A Philippine tax expert warns the congressional probe into the alleged tax deficiencies of ABS-CBN might have unintended consequences on the tax compliance of other large corporations. Tax expert Mon Abrea, founding chairman of the Asian Consulting Group, says the manner of questioning by lawmakers on ABS-CBN's supposed tax violations will discourage large taxpayers from paying their taxes correctly. Abrea adds it may also prevent taxpayers from being more generous or helpful to the government. Abrea asserts the issue is not whether lawmakers are pro or anti-ABS-CBN, but how they are handling the matter. At least one lawmaker believes there is no compelling reason to deny ABS-CBN a franchise. The Philippine House Minority Leader, Bienvenito Abante, ABS-CBN has satisfactorily answered all of the issues raised against it, including alleged tax and labor law violations. He also slams his colleagues for the manner of their questioning during these hearings. Instead of actually queries that they should know, you see. It's more of an accusing thing rather than asking questions to find out the truth. Kung ang basis ng objection sa renewal ng franchise ng ABS-CBN is the non-payment of tax. Uh, now, some congressmen should also be more adamant in calling for the closure of POGOS. Bakit sa ABS-CBN lang when it comes to taxes? The Pogo, uh, the Pogo outlets are not even paying their taxes. Yet, they allow Pogo to operate. To me, uh, <laughs> there is a, a double standard here of dealing with issues. Abante also weighs in on the issue against ABS-CBN subsidiary Big Dipper, a digital content and design company that processes films and TV shows for distribution to other countries and various digital platforms. Some lawmakers claim ABS-CBN is using the company which enjoys tax incentives as a tax shield, but Abante points out ABS-CBN has already resolved that issue. ABS-CBN has a sub subsidiary company with PESA, no? Yung Big Dipper. Yeah. Now, uh, of course, kung meron kang kape sa Big Dipper sa, sa PESA, merong tax relief yan. That's the reason why I asked, did Big Dipper uh, pay some taxes? And ABS-CBN said they paid some taxes, no? Uh, you cannot just uh, 
uh, accused ABS-CBN of not paying taxes just because uh, Big Deeper, that is another company of ABS-CBN, has some tax relief and tax incentive with the PESA. And ABS-CBN insists it has no tax delinquency. Officials from the network says the media giant has been issued tax clearances by the Bureau of Internal Revenue for the last five years. In today's House hearing, the BIR confirmed the network has paid over 15 billion pesos in taxes for the last five years after being audited annually. It adds ABS-CBN has been ranked as one of the country's top taxpayers over the years. Meanwhile, Baguio City Representative Mark Goss says the Philippine economy will suffer if it loses one of the biggest taxpayers in the country. Goss warns there will be a multiplier effect if Congress fails to renew the media giant's franchise. This is one of the issues that we raised. Uh, what we would like to do is to stimulate the economy. And one way of stimulating is by ensuring that those who are in the country doing business now should continue and even strengthen their business. And that's what uh, worries me uh, in this particular situation. Uh, and I think uh, in order to do the ser uh, service to the country, I think it's high time that we consider uh, favorably the, the application of ABS-CBN. Uh, this amount might not be as, as big as the others, but definitely it will have an impact uh, to our country. The contributions that they have made will have a multiplier effect uh, to the entire country. And those were the latest. I'm Nikki de Guzman. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.